0: Heal Thyself using a holistic approach with Dr. Eric Madrid. Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today you're going to be listening to an interview that I conducted with David Toman, founder of nootropicsexpert.com. We will be discussing the history of nootropics and how they've been useful for Dave and his journey in seeking optimal energy and optimal brain health. Also, for those who want to improve mental clarity, you're going to want to listen to the information that we discuss in this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're not currently a member, and also follow us on Instagram and Twitter by searching Eric Madrid MD. Thank you and enjoy the show. All right, hey David, uh, welcome to today's uh, episode.
1: Thank you, Eric. Hey,
0: we've we've been trying for quite a while to get in touch with each other, and we finally uh, made this happen.
1: Yes, last week was a rather interesting week for me. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So.
0: Anyway, I've been, you know, visiting your website, learning quite a bit about nootropics, right? Is it nootropics or nootropics?
1: That's a good question. I call it nootropics. Nootropics, okay. Um, some guys pronounce it nootropic. Okay. Some guys pronounce it nootropic. And I figure that it's not worth arguing about. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I'm I'm the expert. I'm the authority. So I say nootropics. So that's what it's going (laughs) to be.
0: Nootropics. It is. Nootropics. It is. So can you share with our listeners and viewers how you got interested in nootropics and how they became uh, part of your life?
1: That's a good question. I was I was diagnosed adult ADD about twelve years ago, but prior to that, all of my adult life. I had been in various executive positions and every time a performance review would come around, the annual performance review, Mm -hmm. the boss would sit me down, the uh, chief, the CEO or whoever it was. And I was a fantastic manager. I was great in everything, marketing, sales, but you got to learn how to focus. And so I bought the books and I did everything. Everything I could possibly think of to try to learn how to focus. I thought it was a moral failing or something. Mm. And then about 12 years ago, my new wife had met a psychiatrist in Palm Beach and she saw what was going on. And she says, I want you to meet this guy. So I went up to Palm Beach and sat down in this guy's office. And within 10 minutes, he diagnosed me adult ADD and PTSD. right. And the PTSD, it took me about 10 years to figure out where I think that may have come from. But the adult ADD was, so he put me on Ritalin and it was like somebody turned the lights on in my head. It was a miracle. And that was really the first time in my life that I had ever thought about my brain. (laughs) Right, yeah. And
0: both of us are worried about our heart and worried about our cholesterol.
1: Everything else, but you don't think about what's between your ears. So that um, was now something of interest to me. So I learned how Ritalin worked. And within a couple of years, I was starting to build up a tolerance to it. And um, I didn't want to take any more but it wasn't working as well. So I decided to look to find out exactly how methylphenidate worked in my brain and discovered that it worked on dopamine. Mm -hmm. And it was a dopamine reuptake inhibitor. And so, but it it felt like the way things were going, there wasn't enough dopamine in my brain. So the next step was, well, how do I get more dopamine in my brain? So I did a little bit of research and discovered that it was L-tyrosine. And so I got some NALT and acetyl-L tyrosine, and um, I learned about um, um, Alcar, acetyl-L carnitine, which is, um, helps the brain signaling, and things got back on track. Hmm. And I went, oh, okay, this works. <laughs> and,
0: and completely off the Ritalin, so... A lot of people, they're on Ritalin, amphetamine, you know, Mm -hmm. these other medications for ADHD, but they can suppress appetite, cause heart palpitations, cause trouble sleeping, right?
1: It works for some people, and it doesn't work for some people. Right. Um, I'm still using Ritalin. Because mm. I found, I actually did an experiment a couple of years ago. I wanted to see if I could manage adult ADD strictly with dietary supplements. Mm. And I went an entire year just using nootropics. Right. And it worked. Gotcha. But what I was, what I am doing in building this business Um, there's so much on my plate that I decide that, all right, I'm going to have to bite the bullet. I'm going to have to go back on Ritalin again. So I'm using a combination of nootropics and Ritalin. It's working fine for me. I'm not worried about brain damage. Mm -hmm. Um, it, I have no other side effects. Um, but the message there is obviously if somebody is ADD or ADHD and they want to manage it naturally, it's absolutely possible to do for most people.
0: Right. So, so you bring up a good point, though, too. So there are a lot of people who are on prescription medications. They work very well. But again, maybe it doesn't provide them with everything that they need. They don't necessarily need to go up to a higher dose because they're worried about side effects. Are there any side effects that they need to be worried about when they add the nootropics, nootropics to the prescription medications?
1: It de- well, well, you got to be careful there. It depends. Um, there are some nootropics that you can't use with um, if you're on SSRIs, for example. Okay. Um, so I've got, I've written, uh, gosh, I don't know about 90 or 95 different dietary supplements that affect the brain that I consider nootropics, and on every single one of them, I've got a section called side effects and the contraindications with with certain medications. The ones that I'm using, like anacardyl tyrosine. Um, they don't interact with anything unless you use too much. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Acetyl L carnitine, no real interactions, again, unless you use too much. Um, everybody really has to find their own balance um, and what works for them. We have um, recommended dosages based on clinical studies and personal experience and suggest that if somebody's brand new to this and they're just starting out, Start with the lowest recommended dose and see how you feel, and then work from there. I use a lot more, you know, and I don't experience any side effects. Have side effects for the for the amount that I use. If somebody else was using this the same amount of nalt that I'm using, they might end up with things like heart heart palpitations and um, high blood pressure and irritability because dopamine turns into norepinephrine and that's what too much um, anacetyl L-tyrosine or L-tyrosine does is it eventually converts into norepinephrine. I don't have that problem but the next person might. I think you bring up a good point too that there's you know each of us have unique uh, biochemistry
0: individuality so what you know you may be able to take in respect to the L-carnitine the L-tyrosine you may need a higher amount or one person might need a higher amount than another just because their body It needs it needs to absorb it more or just doesn't process it the same way. Yep. Um, So everybody has kind of that unique biochemistry. And, you know, I always tell, you know, know, that's one of the problems like with medications or with. Well, let me rephrase that with the FDA recommended minimal allowance for vitamins. One person might need, uh, you know, 60 milligrams of vitamin C. But another person, because of their metabolism or their stressors in life, might need a thousand milligrams a day. And I think uh, L-carnitine, which you know is important for mitochondrial health, is that same type of uh, thing, that if your mitochondria perhaps need to be optimized or not working as well as the next person's, then you may need higher amounts of L-carnitine in order for that to function. That's well,
1: true. My wife is a classic example. I can give her almost any supplement. I can give her something like um, um, a choline supplement, mm-hmm. and she has a really, really bad reaction to it. Mm. Um, so it really is individual right now every morning
0: when you know when Americans wake up or people around the world we all consume a nootropic and we don't even realize it and it's a xanthine right coffee
1: well the first thing we do is coffee and then when, when we eat our eggs we're getting our choline
0: right so so a lot of people so again these are these are nutritional supplements that are already out there they're in our food but again, we're targeting them more specifically to try to help get optimal amounts for specific conditions uh, that we're trying to treat, correct?
1: Correct. Absolutely right. Yeah. In an ideal world, in an ideal, world, <coughs> in an ideal right. world, we would get all of this from food. Right. And I mean, this goes right down to multivitamins. Um the i say and this is from my own personal experience and everything that loads and loads of research that i've done is it is it is impossible to get as much the exact nutrients that your body needs every single day just by your food right and there's a number of reasons for it one of them is an apple today has about an eighth of the nutrients that it had 50 years ago Mm. Yeah, that's just a cl- one example. Right. We've got soil depletion, um, we've got transport, and a lot of nutrients are lost during transport. We've got process. even when you cook food, fresh food, a lot of the nutrients are cooked out of it. And then the air that we breathe has got twice the amount of carbon dioxide as it did 100 years ago, which means that the plants are growing a lot faster and they haven't got time to suck up or Uh, uh, get the nutrients from the soil that it normally would things as basic as things like zinc right yeah i've
0: heard it said that the uh, egyptians used to pray that the nile would flood because their farmlands would be covered with silt and the the, uh, the vitamins and minerals would replenish the the farmlands and our farmers pray that it doesn't rain and flood because we lose billions of dollars sure And uh, absolutely, you know, absolutely are, are, uh, you know, the uh, the nutrients don't just come out of nowhere. They have to be replenished in the uh, in the.
1: uh, It really does. Well, iodine is another good example. Half. I don't know what percentage of the world population is deficient in iodine. People that live (laughs) near the coast and -hmm. tend to eat a little bit more seafood tend to have enough iodine in their body. People that live in live inland are iodine deficient. Because they're not getting it from their food.
0: Now are mineral
1: <clears throat> excuse me,
0: our minerals considered nootropics too? Because iodine obviously is real important for brain health and mm-hmm.
1: optimal memory. I consider them nootropics. <laughs> okay. The um the the term nootropic is is relatively new. It was coined by a guy named Dr. Um uh Gergea, who is the guy that developed paracetam back in like 1963 he came up with the name nootropic in 1972 and he got it from the greek um new for mind in for for to bend so to bend the mind and so he gave a very um specific definition of what he thought a nootropic was things like enhances memory and the ability to, uh, to learn, assist brain function under disruptive conditions, and that kind of thing. So now um, we essentially call nootropics anything, any class of substances that improve brain function. And so that includes vitamins and minerals. Gotcha, so it's not to, to, my, to my mind. Synthetic. Most the- of them are not synthetic. Most of them are are absolutely natural.
0: Now a lot of physicians are familiar with uh, modafinil which mm-hmm. is used for people with uh, sleep shift disorder um I've heard of you know pilots getting it so that they can stay alert mm-hmm. um it doesn't stimulate an individual but allows them to simply be alert mm-hmm. and prescription wise it's frequently not covered cuz I've prescribed it for patients before or even patients with obstructive sleep apnea who who Are you know in the process of getting titrated with their CPAP machine? They wake up tired, so I prescribed it before. It's frequently not covered by insurance, or we have to do a prior authorization. It can cost anywhere from $300 to $900 a month mm-hmm. for this medication. But alternative, which is a precursor to modafinil, um, adafinil
1: is that correct? Or adafinil, yeah, there's a few of them that are pre um. <clears throat> kind of like derivatives of, of modafinil. Okay. Um, it's interesting that you bring up modafinil. I wouldn't consider that a nootropic. Okay. And the reason why is because it really experienced biohackers make the distinction between nootropics and smart drugs. Um, and I would consider modafinil a smart drug. Um, a nootropic is something that you don't need a prescription for. Gotcha, okay. Right. You can buy it in the open market. You can get it at your local vitamin shop or at Whole Foods or at your farm. Some of them are available on your pharmacy shelves. But if you need a prescription for it, to my mind, it ain't a nootropic. Gotcha. Now, you brought up a
0: term that some of our uh, listeners may not be familiar with, a biohacker. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what what that means?
1: Well, it's kind of like what we were talking about. It's somebody that is using something in addition to the food that they consume um, daily to help alter their body chemistry one way or another with okay. dietary supplements. That's basically a biohacker. Um, if you get right down to it, somebody that takes an aspirin for a headache is a biohacker. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just <laughs> when you put something in your body that's not food, right. you're a biohacker.
0: Gotcha different nootropics do you take what you know there are top five that you take with you i mean what's the it depends on where i'm going okay um
1: if i'm not traveling that far if it's within country i usually take a separate um Mm carry-on and it's got a basket of supplements in it right um if I was going overseas and I was concerned about the um, the import regulations, then I would take the very basics like um tyrosine I would take Alcar, I would take DHEA, um, coconut oil, um, my multivitamins, sure. a B-complex supplement, so...
0: Are there certain ones then that, so you brought up a good point, if, if we travel overseas, go to Europe or South America, are there certain ones that are not allowed or perhaps even illegal in other countries that are legal here?
1: Some of them are illegal and they'll be confiscated at the border. Mm-hmm. Um, some, If you go in certain places in Europe, for example, Alpha-GPC is a prescription drug. Mm-hmm. Vimpocetine is a prescription drug, and here you can get those on Amazon.
0: Yeah, gotcha.
1: And so I have re- wrote a post um, a while ago called, are nootropics legal in your country? And I've got a list of countries on there and what I was able to find mm-hmm. of what is restricted in, in, um, in what country. So it depends on where you're going.
0: Okay, and we'll, and we'll put a link in the uh, show description to, to that uh, blog post. Uh, now, there's different subgroups of people that benefit from these. Um, what would you recommend for students, for example, for someone who's studying, maybe, uh, you know, throughout the semester, trying to have optimal memory?
1: Sure. And, uh, um, uh, I would, for the average student that is reasonably healthy, right, uh, right. is more concentrated, more, more concerned about learning and memory than anything else, I think. Right, right. Would you agree yep. with that? And recall. Yeah, so um, whatever you're studying, be able to recall it whenever you need to. Um, I came up with a short stack for students that I expand on at great length in a post called Best Nootropics for Learning and Memory. And in that stack, I've got CDP-choline, DHA, which is an omega-3, phosphatidylserine, which is part of the lipids in your your, um, brain cells, pine bark extract. Uh, for blood flow, uh, PQQ for mitochondria, and vitamins B1, B9, and B12, which is all which are all necessary to synthesize uh, neurotransmitters. Gotcha.
0: Now, now, do these come in uh, in supplements where the, all the different substances are in one, or do they need to be taken separately?
1: That's a good question. There are more and more companies now jumping on board, particularly in the last couple of years. They're looking at this market and it's exploding more than any other part of the dietary supplement market. So everybody's coming up with a nootropic stack. So it's really up to the individual to search out um, something that they think is going to work for them. I usually recommend to uh, somebody who's new to this, that rather than go through the headache of trying to find a stack that's got these specific supplements in it, start by figuring out what you want to fix or what you want to boost or what you want to correct and find the supplement or the nootropic that is going to help that particular thing. And you're probably going to have two or three different things that you're going to want to um going to want to work on. So you get two or three different supplements or four different supplements. And then as you gain more, exp- you fi- so you figure out what it is, how much of it ideally you need to be taking to help you. And then as you gain more experience, then you start looking for a stack, what we call a stack, which is just basically a group of supplements right. um, taken together that come in one bottle in one or two capsules a day. So when you're starting out, I recommend starting out with individual supplements to address particular things. Okay. And then as you gain more experience, start looking for for something that's ready-made. Right. Because it's less expensive doing it that way.
0: Sure, sure. So basically, kind of each person has to kind of uh, test themselves and figure out what works best for them.
1: They really do. The thing is, is if you get a nootropic stack that has got what I just described in it, and um, you're low in dopamine there is nothing in that stack that i just described that raises dopamine so you might try that stack and go that doesn't work okay nootropics aren't for me well the problem with that is you didn't correct the original problem it's not that nootropics aren't for you you haven't figured out what's what specifically you need to help you in your situation
0: are we getting to a point where blood tests, do you think? I mean, I know testing for neurotransmitters can be expensive. A lot of times it's not covered. Are there any?
1: Well, the test? thing, I actually wrote a post on that too. Um, the best lab tests for for neurohackers. Right. The problem with testing for neurotransmitters <clears throat> is it's, it's kind of useless. Right. Because um, some neurotransmitters are produced in your gut, like serotonin and others are produced within the cells in your brain, so they never make it into your bloodstream. So if you do a blood test, if you um, if it shows that you're low in dopamine, for example, that might not be true because you've got plenty of dopamine in your brain already because your brain is doing what it's supposed to. Um, there are things that you should test for and can get tested for, things like vitamin D that a lot of people are low on, things like iodine, Um, things like iron Um, so it depends on your health status Um, but I did write a post on if this then do that when it comes to uh, to lab tests right let me go back to the vitamin D so I started
0: doing vitamin D testing here in Southern California back in 2007 Right. And I remember, you know, first off, I'm in Southern California. So definitely we get 300 days of sunshine as as you do in Florida. Yeah. And and when you start, you know, as a doctor, I'm telling my colleagues, I said, hey, I'm checking for vitamin D deficiency. Look, this person is low. And they looked at me like I was crazy. Right. And then slowly but surely, I was noticing certain patient populations like with fibromyalgia and autoimmune diseases, they tended to be low. And I would bring a stack of lab results to, to, to the meetings and say, look at all these patients, they're vitamin D deficient. And and I ended up writing a book on vitamin D deficiency or vitamin D and the importance of it. And, uh, and you know, sure enough, about 80 percent of the population in Southern California where I practice is deficient and even more, you know, world worldwide and throughout sure. the country. And, and then iodine as well, I, uh, you know, started researching and you know, listening to some lectures by uh, David Brownstein, I believe is his name,
1: yeah.
0: and, uh, and on iodine deficiency. So, of course, you look up hypothyroidism, goiters, thyroid nodules, the number one cause worldwide is iodine deficiency, but nobody, you know, a few people, I should say, in the United States, including the specialist for thyroids, ever check iodine levels. And I did a little bit more research, and about 10 to 12% of the American population is actually deficient in in iodine when we use uh, the World Health Organization levels for iodine deficiency. So, you know, including my own daughter was deficient in iodine, right? And and we have a pretty well-balanced diet. So, again, you know, and its importance in brain health and memory and grades and all that stuff, too. So, again, so people with or without thyroid issues should consider at least a urine iodine test, um, because these are things that can easily, easily be fixed with a multivitamin, which has about 150 micrograms, most of them of iodine.
1: Well, I think that everybody can get away with taking 150 micrograms of, of iodine every day without getting into trouble. Right. If you take an iodine as a, class, a classic example, your thyroid, I'm hypothyroid mm. and I was diagnosed hypothyroid about six years ago, severely hypothyroid, like all of a sudden, don't know why, but okay. it happened. Um, if you, uh, t- uh, a thyroid is T4 and T3, basically, T4 converts into T3, T4 has got four iodine molecules and T3 has got three iodine molecules. You can't make a thyroid hormone without iodine. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. 10% of the of the U.S. population is deficient.
1: And there's probably a lot of people that are hypothyroid and they're sick. They don't feel well, right. but they don't know right and there's nobody to tell them
0: exactly or they're doing a very limited test they're just checking maybe a tsh uh again in my daughter's case her tsh was normal but her t3 which is the active hormone Mm -hmm. was deficient so she had her tsh was normal so if i would have just tested that we would have said she was normal and her t4 was on the low end of normal and her t3 was low so in the absence of iodine she was not making enough t3 which is why she had all the classic symptoms of an underactive thyroid, even though the classic TSH test was perfectly normal.
1: And I, you know how many endocrinologists I've fired? <laughs> I still have not found an endocrinologist that I can work with. Right. Because every single one of the ones that I met and that I ultimately fired, they rely on the TSH. Yeah. And that's it. Despite- and I, find, I finally found a naturopath in North, North Miami Beach that was willing to work with me. Mm. And he does testing for, he just ignores TSH. Right. He tests for free T4, free T3, reverse T3, and some of the antibodies, too. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Uh,
0: Now, let's talk about another reason uh, people may take nootropics, and that would be anxiety and depression. Hmm. Which ones would you recommend, or which ones should a person avoid, because they may worsen symptoms?
1: That's kind of a loaded question, Mm -hmm. um, because um, of what causes depression. And the same thing for anxiety. Sure. Um, I wrote two separate posts on uh, one for depression and one for anxiety. The thing about depression is that mm-hmm. depression could be caused by any number of things. And it is very likely not a problem with serotonin. Right. Um, it, it could be problems with neuro, neurogenesis. In your brain, it could be a problem with other neurotransmitters other than um, serotonin. It could be a problem with um, with prescription medications. Um, it could be related to stress and cortisol. Um, so um, this post that I wrote takes a person through step by si- step how to look at yourself and the symptoms that you're experiencing and going, oh, okay, it might be that. Let me try that. Um, So, for example, if it's neurotransmitters, um, you might not want to use something that boosts serotonin. You might need something that boosts dopamine, or you might need something that boosts acetylcholine, or you might need something that boosts GABA or norepinephrine. It depends on your symptoms. Um, So and then stress is another one is if you don't take care of the underlying stress, um, you're probably going to have a problem keeping depression under control. So for stress, I recommend things like aniracetam, which works with dopamine D2 D2 and D3 receptors, Bocopamonieri, which is an adaptogen that has been shown to be as, a, as effective as some benzos. Mm-hmm. Uh, coenzyme Q10, which works in your mitochondria for energy, um, ginkgo biloba. fibromyalgia chronic pain um, so while I was trying to figure out how to fix those things I changed my diet so I eliminated all of the processed foods or as many processed foods as I could and started e- eating more basic right. um, like meat and potatoes and vegetables and in salads and you know what I mean
0: I'm right, trying to restore um, your gut microbiome too. a lot of the you know conditions that you mentioned can be uh, present when one's digestive system is not uh, an optimal shape
1: well, the thing is, is that serotonin, most of it is produced in your gut, mm. not in your brain. And it somehow gets to your brain and does its magic. But people, they've been finding, too, that GABA is like that as well. It, probably the vagus nerve is somehow involved in in with that transport. But um, a pro, good probiotic or a, a, even better, a good prebiotic to um, help support the probiotics that are already naturally in your gut and start restoring gut health. And you'll finally, you possibly could find that your mood will improve just by doing that.
0: It's almost to a degree where to me, taking a holistic approach or an integrative approach to a health problem is almost common sense because we've, again, since, you know, we've been working on the magic bullet theory ever since penicillin was, uh, you know, discovered, and people now have the expectation that there's going to be a single pharmaceutical or a single chemical that's going to wipe away all of one's problems. It's like a symphony. You know, we have to make sure every piece of it is is working optimally in order for the whole musical or the whole, you know, sound to be beautiful. Otherwise, if we just, you know, focus on one thing at a time, we're really missing the boat and, and going to do ourselves a disservice.
1: I've r- said repeatedly that there's no one pill solution. When it comes to nootropics, I find that I've got tens and tens of thousands of people coming to nootropics expert and go, is there one thing that will help me? And my response is, chances are no, it's going to take four or five things. You need to figure out what they are. But there's one thing is not going to fix your problem. It, just I think doesn't there, work. it doesn't work that way <laughs> yeah,
0: there's there's definitely a paradigm shift i think going on and i see that more with uh, a lot of the medical students that i teach and uh and physician pa students and so on that they are looking at things more holistically as opposed to uh, a, a <laughs> pill solution so i think there's hope for us
1: there there certainly is hope
0: and is that taken like on an as-needed basis is it taken as a daily uh supplement or how is it best taken for
1: anxiety most of these tropics are needed, you need to take them daily. Okay. Uh, Bacopa, for example, is something that might work right away for somebody, but somebody else might need to um, take it for two or three weeks before um, they have enough in their system for it to start um, producing the kind of results that they're looking for. Um, and there's not really any right dosage for something like bacopa either. Um, the recommended dosage for um, like 40 foot with something with 45% bacasides is 200 to 450 milligrams today per day, with 20% bacasides 750 milligrams per day. Um, but is that right for you? Right. You know, but don't expect to take it once and figure that you'll feel better. So, chances are that you're going to need to take it every single day for for as long as you need to, and it might be the rest of your life. Now,
0: Bacopa also plays a, a role in um, prevention of uh, Alzheimer's and, and dementia, and this is based on Dr. Dale Bredesen out of UCLA, my uh, alma mater from my undergrad, and Dr. Bredesen wrote a book called The uh, End of Alzheimer's, And in that, he takes, again, a a very holistic approach. So, he talks about the need to exercise, get adequate sleep, a a low uh, processed carbohydrate diet. He recommends Bacopa, he recommends B12, he recommends turmeric, which is also a a nootropic. nootropic. Mm -hmm. So, uh, So, what medication or what nootropics do you recommend for those who have a family history of Alzheimer's disease or who are worried that they may be having the early signs and symptoms of dementia and Alzheimer's disease?
1: Funny you should ask that. Um, I'm writing a review right now on saffron, Mm. which is, um, it crossed my radar a few months ago because I was doing a review of an eye supplement that had a little bit of saffron in it. Um, and then I started going into, um, I visit the vitamin shop and the vitamin shelves in pharmacies often to see what's there. And I started seeing saffron on the shelf along with other brain supplements. Which is, that the same as is that the same as turmeric? Is that the same as turmeric? mm no? Okay. no, saffron is the pistil from crocus sativa, which is a flower that grows in Iran. They've been using for 4,000 years. And the pistil is that crimson um, thing that comes out of the flour. Mm-hmm. It's, the mo- it's normally it's a cooking spice. It's okay. the most expensive spice in the world. Mm-hmm. But they found that um, they they did a, a couple of clinical studies where they're compa- comparing using uh, 30 milligrams per day of saffron with um, or 15 milligrams per day of um, denazepil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Aricept. Aricept. Aricept, Right. Equally as effective, Hmm. um, which I thought was really interesting. I'll have that published within the next three days or so. Um, Pine bark extract is another one that has been used for um, treating dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, There are a couple more that help prevent the aggregation of um, the platelets and tau And I'm trying to remember what they are, and I can't think of it right off the top of my head. Um, All you need to do is go to Nootropics Expert and search for Alzheimer's and see what turns up, and you'll see everything that turns up that helps. But Alzheimer's, there's a number of different ways that they're treating it. They find that people with Alzheimer's are low in acetylcholine. Um, So, using something like CDP-choline or alpha-GPC to boost acetylcholine seems to help people with dementia and Alzheimer's as well. Um, People with Alzheimer's have also been shown to have not enough blood flow in their brain, particularly in certain parts of their brain. So, boosting blood flow is really important. So, you can use mimpocetine for that or you can use pine bark extract for that. so, getting rid of the, um, um, the 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 platelets, the proteins that clump up.
0: The amyloid and, the, beta
1: the protein. Amyloid beta and tau is only one of the problems when it comes to Alzheimer's. You got to take kind of a multifaceted approach. Again, there's no one pill solution. Right. Um, but um, and then depression is another problem with Alzheimer's. And they're trying to treat them with SSRIs. um, And we know what the problems are with SSRIs. Um, Often they don't even work. Um, You can instead use something else that works like an SSRI that helps um, boost serotonin um, and possibly norepinephrine. Mm -hmm. Um, Something like tryptophan is an easy one. Right. Um, because it's a precursor to 5-HTP, although you've got to be careful with 5-HTP because you can take too much of it really, really easy and get into trouble. Yeah, especially um, if you're on a uh, SSRI. You could, if uh, you're on SSRI, sorry, you do syndrome. not want to mess around with something that directly boosts serotonin. Right. Like you want to avoid 5-HTP and you want mm-hmm. to avoid St. John's Wort. Right.
0: What about you know I have a you know chronic fatigue is a big issue and again the causes are multiple they can be you know depression it can be sleep apnea or simply now there's a lot of talk about mitochondrial dysfunction where the mitochondria just are not making ATP which is the the molecule of energy Yeah what, what would you recommend for somebody with chronic fatigue that has not they've not found a good cause for
1: I would start with the fundamentals and that is um, work on your cells. Your primary source of energy is from mitochondria, and the ATP um, is the fuel source for mitochondria. So what you need to do is keep your mitochondria healthy and make more mitochondria if you can, and you can do that very easily with things like um, CoQ10. Um, CoQ10... um, And combined with PQQ, help not only support um, the production of ATP in your mitochondria, which is where your energy comes from, um, but uh, PQQ is also the only supplement that's been found to actually multiply mitochondria. Mm -hmm. So you can take a combination of those. Acetyl-L-carnitine is another great one. uh, Because acetyl-L-carnitine, I was using it and am using it primarily because... It helps in the synthesis of acetylcholine. But acetyl L-carnitine also helps transport long-chain fatty acids across cell membranes. So it helps transport the long-chain fatty acids across cell membranes to provide the um, the raw source for fuel in those cells. But it also helps transport out the used um. The used stuff that in and, and the byproducts so that it helps get rid of the, the, the bad stuff. Um, Acetyl carnitine, um, lipoic acid is another good one, or alpha lipoic acid. Um, it's something that naturally occurs in your body, it's a cofactor in mitochondrial enzymes that are involved in carbohydrate energy production. Um, lipoic acid helps increase acetylcholine. Um, through a bit of a complicated process that I won't try to describe here. But if a person with chronic fatigue tried putting those four supplements together, along with a really good multivitamin, um,
0: So making sure that we have optimal, uh, these nutrients can optimize the, uh, the brain production of ATP, which helps with the fatigue.
1: So I, I would try a combination of those four. Um, and then if you were still experiencing chronic fatigue, then I would start taking a look at things like dopamine mm-hmm. um, and see if you're low in dopamine or you want, might want to try boosting that and see if that helps. Right. Um, those are the basics.
0: Now, do you um, where do you recommend a person go to purchase their supplements, their nootropics?
1: Uh, I I wrote a post on that too because <laughs> it's getting more and more difficult to do that. Um, not only because there's such a, the the selection is so huge mm-hmm. that it can get overwhelming just standing in front of the the vitamin shelf. Right. Um, but you want to look for. Um, the major manufacturers that have shown that they test the raw materials coming into their plant, they test it during production, and they test encapsulated products before they ship it, mm. um, and you want to see if they can prove that. Um, now, you might surprise yourself. Um, Nature's Way, for example, is one of the more affordable brands of of um, supplements. They test the heck out of their product. Right. Um, But there are There are a number of well-known Supplement manufacturers that do Test their products Um, And the other thing to look for Is make sure there's no additives Mm. Um, This is a classic problem with Multivitamins Um, But you take a look at something else If you want to get I make my own Anacetyl L-tyrosine capsules
0: Mm.
1: Because Oftentimes you'll go and you take a uh, 500 milligram of Nalt and mm-hmm. they've got something like magnesium dioxide or something in it. And they add a lot of these, some of these additives they use as filler, but some of these additives they use for, um, to help the stuff flow easier through machinery when they're encapsulating the stuff. But it to- it's toxic to your body. Mm. Now there are a couple of, there are, a few, and this really depends on the supplement, too. You've got to be careful because you'll find that one really a, a, man, a supplement manufacturer that's got a really good reputation for putting out quality product can have two products that are similar. One will have additives in it for some reason, and the other one will just be pure with nothing else in it. Right. Um, once you find a manufacturer that you trust, like I work with a manufacturer in England called OptiNutra and they make uh, uh, lab Pro, and they've got a new line of supplements called Performance Lab. They don't put anything else in their capsules except for the ingredients that's on the label, hmm. like nothing else. And that's ideally what you're looking for. Sure, sure. Now, do you have any plans of coming out with your own
0: line of um, supplements? Because that would I, sure I, make it easier. Yeah, for
1: a... I don't. Um, <laughs> it's It would cost so much money, and it's so right. co- time-consuming to do right. that. That um, I just like working with companies like Optinutra right. um, and a couple of other ones that have have got the cash to do it, right. um, have got the experience, yeah. and it's a very it's it's a complex process putting something like that together to produce right. no, absolutely. dietary supplements. Absolutely.
0: Now let me ask you another question too about the uh, class uh, of nootropics uh, hmm what can you tell me about that and uh, variation between the different ones?
1: Oh, the very first one is called um, piracetam, and that was invented by uh, Dr. Nicol- Corneliu Gurgia back in 1963. And there have been, I don't know, probably a couple of dozen offshoots since then. I use one called aniracetam, which is... Um, a derivative of, of paracetam. Um, you've also got, let me see. Um, there oxy, has, oxiracetam? There's oxyracetam neferacetam, phenylparacetam, which has been, been banned by the International Olympic Committee. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the ones that come up that I can think of right off the top of my head. Um, so each one works in a slightly different way. Um, and each one of these things were first developed by a, one of the big pharmaceutical companies because they wanted to get in on trying to solve something like Alzheimer's. Right. Um, and when it didn't, and they couldn't make any money on it, they just released it into the wild. Mm. Um, so now you can get it in the United States anyway as a, as a supplement. Actually, they're not called di- di- dietary supplements in the United States, mm. the racetams. Um, it's illegal to refer to them as a dietary supplement because, well, I won't go into the legal reasons. They're called research compounds. Okay. So chances are that you probably won't be able to find most of them on Amazon. You'll have to go to a separate vendor. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a handful of well-known known vendors online that you can get things like um, oxiracetam and phenylparacetam. Um, and you're you're getting what... Um, uh, the real thing.
0: And, and the racetamps are primarily for cognitive uh, optimization and memory improvement. Is that their main function?
1: Memory improvement. I use aniracetam for depression um, primarily. That's the reason why I started using it. Um, um, phenylparacetam is good for energy. Oxiracetam is good for energy and for learning and memory. Aniracetam helps in that regard a little bit too, but those other ones are are more suited for that. Paracetam, which is the oldest nootropic, um, that's excellent for learning and memory. Hmm, Um, You just have to take more of it, um, like five or six grams a day, where phenylparacetam, you might want to take 100 milligrams a day. So, uh, so but, but, but they are perfectly safe, safe and I right, highly right, recommend them.
0: Gotcha. So, so obviously, this is a, there's a lot of information. So, for the listeners and viewers, they're thinking, "Wow, this, there's a lot going on here." The, the, you know, this is it's not something that you're going to learn in a 50 minute video or podcast. I mean, one's going to really have to study this, learn about it, listen to podcasts, watch your uh, your YouTube videos as well. What, where can they reach what is your youtube channel how can they find you what's your website and how can they you know study more of the knowledge that you've gained over the years
1: the easiest thing to do is to go to NootropicsExpert.com. okay that's n o o tropicsexpert.com or go to the youtube channel which is also NootropicsExpert. Um, i've also written two books Um, One is a free download. If you go to Neutrophics Expert and you just opt in, you subscribe, give me your email address, and I'll send you a free copy of Secrets of the Optimized Brain, which is, I don't know, that's around 80 pages, Mm -hmm. and it's just packed with, I think, 72 different dietary supplements um, that will help your brain. It explains what it is, what it does, and how much you should take in interactions to watch out for and my other book is the big one head first the complete guide to uh healing and optimizing your brain with nootropic supplements that's nearly 600 pages wow. um but it's only 37 dollars um, you can go to nootropicsexpert.com and get yourself a copy. It's not available anywhere else so far, um, but it's available in three different whatever you use as your reading device, uh, PDF, or you can read it on your iPad or um, a Nook or whatever it is you read on. Um, and the YouTube channel has got I don't know like 95 videos mm-hmm. so far. Um, so if you just go to YouTube and you start typing in nootropics, the, the search suggestions, yeah. YouTube will tell you nootropics expert will be right near the top of that. Just click on that.
0: Yeah, I've watched quite a few of the videos too. And very good information, very uh, detailed, and, uh, and uh, you, know, you cite a lot of evidence and a lot of the studies that you know, support a lot of the, uh, the information that you
1: uh, provide to the listeners. Everything that I've written about Eric has got, is backed by, science, by clinical studies. Right. There's does each article, each review has got dozens of links to peer-reviewed clinical studies um, showing that I'm just not making this stuff
0: <laughs> up. Right. So, so
1: even for the for the
0: medical students out there, the doctors who are listening to this, this is not something that we you just pulled out of your head. Again, you know these research studies are in PubMed, the the Google of sorts for uh, for you know scientists and health professionals. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I think if anything, we're just kind of being a little bit more proactive, and, and instead of waiting for you know big studies to come out and to be published in JAMA, New England Journal, which almost never will be because they're they're uh,
1: well, some are- of them are.
0: Yeah, are they? Okay.
1: Yeah, some, I've yeah. I've got links through to um, the New England Journal of Medicine, JAMA, um, a couple of the other the the big publications too right. okay. have studied a lot of this stuff. Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah,
0: so I, not I think I just
1: not just PubMed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. But I think definitely there's going to, uh, you know, a person's going to have to do do their homework, figure out what's best yes. for them and their situation. Absolutely. And, uh, and and on your website as well, you break down certain conditions as well. And, uh, you know, I believe. Right. And then we can figure out which nootropics are uh, nootropics are best for, you know, different for memory, for like we talked about depression, anxiety, energy and so on.
1: And There's a number of different ways to look for it, um, particularly on the website and in the book. You can just search for the keyword. You can look, go to the blog tab and just scroll down all the articles I've written. There's 12 and 14, 15 page articles on things like depression and anxiety and learning and memory, um, PTSD, uh, ADHD, um, traumatic brain injury. Um, I've written articles on all of that stuff. Or if you are just looking for something specific like OCD, just Mm -hmm. use the search bar top right of the website and type in um, obsessive compulsive disorder or whatever it is you're trying to fix and you'll get a bunch of returns and then you just have to sift through everything that turned up and find out what's relevant to you. Right, right. But it's easy enough to find whatever you're looking for. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, I definitely recommend uh, people get the free download book and then also invest uh, and get the other book as well, which will have all the information uh, that they'll need. Um, All right. Hey, absolutely. Hey, thank you very much for for sharing this information with us. And uh, we hope everyone finds it useful. And, uh, you know, we'll put the post or the link to your website in the uh, description as well. And uh, hopefully we'll... uh, get a lot of people over there so they can learn uh, about all the benefits of uh,
1: nootropics. New, new Thank you for the opportunity, Dr. Madrid. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.